Welcome to Oilfield Talk. My name is Trey Fought, and I'm host of Oilfield Talk podcast. We want to speak with workers from all other aspects of the oil and gas industry and allow them the outlet to tell some crazy, amazing stories you just wouldn't believe are true. Not just the wildcats, the drillers, the roughnecks, the roustabouts, but the land-based offshore drilling operations, service companies, vendors, third-party personnel, production, transportation, all aspects of the industry that provide expertise throughout the oil field industry. But each of these have many, many hilarious stories to share about their time in the oil patch. I have no doubt that we will be able to share entertaining stories or tell tall tales that anyone who works in the industry will appreciate and get a hearty laugh while listening. But this is also going to be a family podcast. We'll be able to invite our families at home to listen. Although they won't believe half the stories we share, they may have a couple of dozen questions. Maybe it will give them and everyone a greater appreciation of the jobs we have in the oil field and why we enjoy our oil field family for half a year. So please take an hour or so out of your day. Give a listen to the Oil Field Talk podcast. Hope you enjoy the stories as much as I enjoy bringing them to you. Hey. Got a minute? Sure. You want to just do it here? Works for me as well. So it is recording, by the way. Okay. Please introduce yourself. I'm Dennis Holberg. I am the executive director of the... uh, Horizons Foundation, based in Hobbs, New Mexico, and I've been here about uh, four and a half years. Tell me what you do. Yeah. Tell me what the foundation is. And New Horizons Foundation was developed about eight or nine years ago, when there had been a significant downturn in the oil field in a community that is always struggles with the concept of employees leaving. Over the years, we uh, the, the, the city, the county, they've tried to provide incentives to get people to stay when the oil field leaves. That can be done in a lot of ways. Our way was to say, let's find technology. We don't want our young people going away and getting a college degree and leaving. We want to give them a reason to come back to southeast of Mexico. And so uh, the concept was, Let's find technology in a variety of areas. Oil and gas field was the, the low-hanging fruit. Right. But uh, also dealing with manufacturing, uh, education. Wind. And solar. Wind, solar, all those They're things all that are place. part of that. Uh, so we, we started saying, well, how do we go about this? Well, the New Horizons Foundation is the only research foundation that we know of with, at a two-year school in the United States. I was surprised when I heard the school has a foundation. And when I was talking to Kelly, he started telling me about it. And I said, I got to talk to him. Well, the the idea was we don't need bricks and mortar. We don't need a room full of scientists or engineers. Let's do it one-on-one. So we we met with the leaders in the community and said, what do you need? Uh, We can't do anything about your taxes. We can't do anything about the quality of the roads. But at the end of the day, if you go home and you, you put your feet up in front of the fireplace and think, man, if I just knew how to do this, it would be better. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we did. And we, we got some ideas from the community, things that were needed. One of them they talked about to us was the noise caused by fracking units. Oh, okay. Uh, that, that's a big issue around here because this is the home of the prairie chicken. These are their breeding grounds. 
and the noise of the frack units caused them to quit mating. So uh, we also had some other issues, animals. The big issue was OSHA and the, the sound and the damage that causes to the human ear. The other one is, is fracking moves more into an urban environment. There are noise ordinances within municipalities. So they said, find some way to quiet it down. So uh, our partner, a lot of this is the Department of Defense. We have a, a cooperative research agreement with them, the only one that a two-year school has in the country. And it allows us to go in, talk to them about needs, and they they get a hundred and I think it's a hundred and forty billion dollars a year just to do research. Wow! And so they got us with a, a engineer at the Army Research Lab, and he said, "I have a patent that maybe could be used for something else." And the patent was for a silencer on a sniper rifle. Okay, and we all kind of looked at that, but the idea is. You can quiet things down because it's all, it's all sound. Right. If you could turn the sound back in on itself, counters itself, and it makes it quieter. So we started using it for the frack unit. We did some, some studies on it. And uh, the one thing that the Army likes about working with New Horizons or in the, the public sector is that if they have a patent, like say they want to find a way to silence a tank, mm-hmm. they can't take a tank out of service and do research on it. All right. So what we allowed him to do was, look, we have this idea, and you can use the oil field as your laboratory. And so they came out and researched it. We, we developed the muffler. Then COVID hit. The oil field wasn't working so well. So we said, okay, we need to find a way to use this technology because that's what we're about, not just to help the oil field, All right. but to help here. So does the foundation, let's say you yep. find the perfect muffler. Do you now find a manufacturer, own the technology, sell it, and funds the foundation? What we do is uh, we we find this technology, and the Department of Defense allows us to use that patent. We pay for it. Right. And it's, it's ours. In this case, that technology is ours for 17 years, and we can license it on a worldwide basis as long as it's not for vehicles. Okay. But- uh, tractors, trucks. A lot of market. Uh, a lot of market out there because then, you, you know, you can go to fracking. But we're, now we're going as small as lawnmowers and mufflers on oh, sure. ATVs. So anyway, we have that technology. We have developed a prototype. It's a smaller muffler that would fit on a 20K generator. We're testing that right now. We need to get it down to where the decibel level is really low because- the energy crisis in Texas with ERCOT showed us people are out there buying generators by the millions. That's right. And so we have this technology. But then we have the technology. We can go out to a company when we have it proven and, and license them. And then they pay royalty back to the foundation, thereby to New Mexico Junior College. And that royalty can help us operate. It can provide maybe scholarships and training programs that people see that they need here or fund more research. But if we have a revenue stream, we can do what I would call almost like a shark tank. The challenge in in the southeast of Mexico, this is a, a rather dry area. There aren't a whole lot of mountains or whatever. There's a lot of entrepreneurship here. There's a lot of technology that was developed out of this area. 
But the work that the individuals did on that was owned by the company. That's right. So the individuals really didn't profit from it. And so maybe we can come in to locals that are living here and a guy in the oil field comes in and says, I, I have an idea for this kind of widget or this kind of that. We can say, hey, you know, that's a great idea. Uh, you need to do some research. We can help you with that. And we'll do that for 10% of your company. Right. And yes, we'll give you $100,000, $150. Let's help creativity grow here. Mm. And so that's, that's, that's our first phase. Oh, wonderful. Wow. My mind is just reeling because now I'm thinking of my audience, you know, mm -hmm. in the oil field as a whole, I have very few followers right now. This is, I started in August, so this is all new to me, mm -hmm. but hopefully, you know, it continues to grow. Front page on the Hobbs newspaper doesn't hurt. That's right. But if my listeners hear this from you, who do they call? I've got a widget. I've yep. got an oil field widget. What do I do? How do I contact you or the foundation? You, you, you call New Horizons Foundation. The phone number for me is 575-492-4712. And let us talk to you. If you have a problem, maybe it's with uh, area-produced water. Maybe it's in a safety concern for a part of the oil field. We talked to one person about the need to get that deckhand off the workover rig. Okay. Yeah, the deckhand is up there moving that pipe. It's dangerous. He's strapped in. After a few years, they usually don't have all their fingers. Right. And so they said, you know, what can you do about that? So we try to find ideas. We may not be able to help someone with a specific idea, but a lot of the times we, we have a gentleman that came to us with an invention for a downhole tool. Yes. And it was, it was just wasn't quite right. So again, we... We have the ability to work with the Army. So we went to a, one of their engineers and they said, you know, just like we shoot bullets or just like we, we shoot a, a missile, they don't come straight out of the barrel. They're spinning this 3D motion. So they developed this concept of 3D holes to make the pressure in this downhole tool work. And it's been very successful. So now we're working with the gentleman and develop the data to help him sell his company. Wow. That comes back and feeds itself. That's, right. That's a self-generating uh, mm -hmm. process. That's yeah. what a novel idea to me. I'm not in education mm -hmm. or anything like that. That's what can just fund a small community college, mm -hmm. which is what you are. That's right. Most small community colleges don't have that type of funding. They're begging people for money. I'm speaking out of my own mind. I, yeah. I don't know, but you know, the state funds them. I get it. But there's never enough. But when you can create your revenue stream, wow, the endless possibilities. That, that's true. And and then what we do, instead of being dependent upon people moving in here, is we give people a reason to stay. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's not a huge revenue stream for them. Maybe it's a real kind of down-home type of deal. Right. But it provides them a secondary income. And it's a government Maybe. secondary income, a security. Yes. It's a reason to stay here. So the next time the oil field goes down, mm -hmm. instead of having a mass exodus of individuals tied to the oil field, they have reasons to stay here. They have maybe their spouse has developed an idea with us and that they can carry that family on and they don't have to worry about uprooting kids. Right. And they become a viable part of a community. 
this podcast goes all around the world. Are you open to anyone, anywhere, or are you just New Mexico residents? We're working mainly, our philosophy is Lee County, southeast of Mexico, the Permian Basin. And so that reaches a whole lot when you're talking about the Permian Basin. Absolutely. Because we're a small entity, quite honestly. We're not going to do anything for someone in uh, California, maybe. They have they have a lot of resources. The challenge here is there aren't a lot of resources, so the people don't have any place to go. Good. No, I get it. That's why I wanted to see if there were limitations, because I work in the Gulf of Mexico. Mm -hmm. I work offshore on the drill ships. I've worked all around the world. I've got friends all around the world. So if they've got this widget idea, if they can't figure out a way, maybe they can give you a contact. Yeah. That's right. Doesn't but hurt. The worst that can happen is I can say, I don't know, or no, we can't do it. And most people who've invented something, they've heard no at least once or twice. That's right. So and, it doesn't hurt. And then I have to I have to end this or preface it. I should have started with the fact that I'm not from the oil business. <laughs> I, I'm a business person. And they hired me. All I knew when I started four years ago is the smaller the pump jack, the shallower the well. But, you know, you've picked this up pretty much, but then I'll talk to somebody from the oil field and they they kind of giggle. I say, okay, what did I say that was wrong? <laughs> That's okay. This is new to me mm -hmm. because I'm offshore. And, oh, you want to hear a funny one? This morning, I'm at the gas station. I'm looking at this article that I'm in, right? And this guy walks up. He says, this is you? I said, yes. So he sits down and starts talking to me. And I told him I work offshore in the Gulf of Mexico, drilling oil wells? Well, yes, we, we drill oil wells offshore. Well, how do, they, how do they get to the bottom? I asked him, well, what do you mean? He said, how do, the, how do the guys get to the bottom? Do they have special suits or they, they have special capsule? And I said, you think they're down there on the seafloor with pipe tongs <laughs> trying to trying to wrestle a, a drilling pipe like they would a, a rig out here. And I said, nope, we don't do it that way. So he doesn't have a single concept of drilling offshore. I don't have a single concept of land-based. Yep. I'm enjoying learning something new from everybody here at the college. They've been taking me out and explaining things. So I'm going to do all I can to promote your foundation, the college, the technology um, wing. I'm all about the trades, and that's what y'all are teaching. Y'all are teaching the hands-on work. It's important to realize that. We've probably gotten off base over the years in promoting, oh, you've all got to go to college. And that's just not the case. There are so many wonderful opportunities out there for people to make a good living for themselves and a family in what you might refer to as a blue-collar job. Absolutely. But it's hands-on. It's it's beneficial to the mind and soul when you go out there and do something and build something with your hands and be creative instead of sitting at a desk like I do <laughs> with a pencil and paper all the time. There's a lot of jobs out there. It drives this economy. We try to push here all the time that the oil and gas business in New Mexico provides 65% of all of the revenues for the state of New Mexico. Wow. And we're not going away. Not only is it good for our as a revenue source for our cities and counties, but it's a great source of income for the people that work here. 
They're proud about their jobs. It brings in some high-paying jobs. It brings in worldwide businesses working in small-town Hobbs America, Lee <laughs> County, that no one would think is here, right? I got here on Wednesday, no, Tuesday, and there was no hotels available. I called four hotels, middle of the week. I wasn't expecting four hotels in a row to be full. Yeah. That's really happening. And don't try to find a rental car in this town because this, it doesn't happen. The trades are an important part of what we're about. The junior college has done a great job of that. I think to not necessarily about New Horizons Foundation, but to understand the importance of a junior college and the role it can play. We have a small business about 40 miles down the road. It's called Uranco or USSA. It is the largest uranium enriching facility in North America. Oh, wow. It's owned by a company out of Europe. They came here really for, I mean, the people are great. They got a good deal on the land, they got IRBs. But the big reason they came is because there wasn't any nuclear training program in the United States. And so they were bringing people over here and they needed to educate them because if you're not in the Navy, you really don't know anything about nuclear energy. Right. And so this junior college built buildings. They created programs to develop nuclear-related technology programs to help them develop a staff here. It's that reason they say that they chose Lee County over any place else because we had the ability to transform immediately from what we were doing to what was needed. Wow. That's just another wow for this program. It's just amazing. It really is. It really is. And... Uh, who are fledgling in this business. They tell you uh, if you have a research foundation like most four-year schools have, that it's at least eight or nine years before you make your first mm -hmm. deal. And we're in nine years right now, and we hope to have our first deal by the end of this year. Sweet. I love it. I can sit here for as long as you want, but I really wanted to find out about the foundation, about the research opportunities that you've been doing, and if there's anything I can do for you besides get the word out. You know, just just get the word out. We're an unknown. We don't know how to market ourselves necessarily. Right. I, th we, I think yeah. we do a good job of it. I think once we get our first deal made okay. and we can prove that what we want to do is viable, we've started new programs already mm -hmm. because I call it the pipeline. We need to have a pipeline projects. Absolutely. And how we look at ourselves is we're investing in the future and we're investing with technology. Now, that's patents. And so our investment for portfolio can be a series of patents with an unknown value mm -hmm. at an unknown time in the future. <laughs> right. But we need to have them ready. So we're working on produced water. We could take a schematic that somebody has for a, a process and they can say circle here in this in this diagram and another one over here saying but we don't quite know how to do this that's where we can shine okay because that can maybe the actual inventor doesn't get or doesn't have that little bit of knowledge that's outside of their skill set right but they've got this whole concept mm -hmm. of this i've got everything except and you've got the inside track on those really smart guys at the research labs that you can throw a problem at them and that's what they they live for now you know that everyone has to realize in one way or another we are part of the government 
And so we, you know, things are slow. By the time you have to deal with the Department of Defense, you have to deal with DOE, but we're doing that. All this paper you see on this desk <laughs> is either grants to help us do our job, or it's all the data on patents are available in various sessions, and we pull them out, and then we have to hire someone to say, now, does this work or not? And we can do all that for you, though. Proof of concept. Wonderful. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time. I'm not going to keep you anymore, but Thank I'm going to so go much. find somebody else to harass. Okay. Nomad Mobile Productions is a broadcasting and media production company that produces podcasts and provides a mobile podcast studio complete with audio and video recording equipment. We also offer post-production processing, editing, marketing, and publication for podcasts. Our mobile production studio will come to you. Visit our webpage, nomadmobileproductions.com, or our Facebook. Facebook.